Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is South Beach Nico coming to you live from downtown St. Petersburg. It is a lovely day. Rained a little bit this morning, um, but it's cleared up. It's nice. It it it's a really pleasant evening now. Um, today, oof, I'm excited about this guest. So, as anybody who is listening to the podcast knows, or anybody who knows me knows, I love racing. Um, I was racing when I turned 14 and, uh, now I just, I race mainly, but you know, I, I follow NASCAR very closely. I've gotten into F1 because of the Netflix show. Um, and I follow Jimmy Johnson to IndyCar. So I'm interested in that as well. And we have the Grand Prix down here in downtown St. Pete, which is right around the corner from me. Um, so today's guest is my first race car driver friend, on uh, on the podcast and i'm really excited to have him on chris hacker who is 21 years old he races in the nascar arca menard series and also the nascar camping world truck series i am super pumped to have him on and uh this should be fun so i'm excited i hope everybody else is excited it's gonna be a great talk and uh shout out to chris for coming on the podcast man like this is really cool <laughs> Okay, sweet. How'd the iRacing race go? Good. I uh, I ran some modifieds around Martinsville. Finished fourth. Yes, there were more than four cars in the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's good to hear, at least. <laughs> yeah, the the past week on iRacing, I've been I've been running like C fixed a lot, and uh, I'd like I'd be in the top three somewhere, and then either I'd run my tires down too much, or I'd get run up into the wall, and so I've been having a bad bad Ooh. luck this week, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. So tire management is hard. Most definitely, yeah. You gotta, you gotta definitely try to try to play the field a little bit. You gotta see how many cautions there are going to be, and obviously they have the limited tires now, so you gotta, you gotta play that into the strategy a lot. But usually, if uh, I'm noticing there's going to be a lot of cautions, I kind of run it hard. But it's, it's kind of hard to tell because there could be one right at the beginning, and then not another one right after that the, the whole race. So. Yeah. It's it's kind of a pick and choose battle there. Have you raced Bernard Pollard yet? Um I don't think so. Um no. I I do like I probably do about um you know you know like 25 to 30 races a week and so like I don't I don't really necessarily keep track of who I'm racing with and stuff. Um I do know I've raced with uh, Derek Krause before. Um, mm-hmm. Dale Jr. was was one time. Um, he yeah. didn't really talk or anything, but um, I raced a couple of people that I recognize their names um, here and there. Not not too often though. The one I have competed uh, the most with though is Anthony Alfredo though. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he's always on there. So yeah, I have raced Derek Krause as well. Uh, never Dale Jr. And I only raced Bernard one time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't believe I've I've came across him before. And I don't think we've raced together either. They're probably not. I do mostly um, like the NASCAR series, though. I don't know if you if you run like the trucks Xfinity or Cup series on there that often, but that's usually what I'm what I'm doing. Yeah, I usually do trucks and Xfinity. Um, I love Legends racing though. 
See, I like them, but I've I've raced Legends in real life, and I don't really think they feel like how they do in real life. So I I can't really, really get my finger around it to to compete in them that much. Um, the one car that I can say is the most realistic are super late models for sure. Really, those are tough, man. Yeah, they they are pretty tough, but as far as their their like turning ability and their their grip, it's definitely um almost pretty much a hundred percent. Interesting. That's good to know. I mean, do you do you find iRacing for the most part to be classic, or is it a little yeah, bit out there? Yeah, so the only difference between, like, um, the real-life aspect is in real life, you, you have it, like, you can feel it in your butt what the car is doing pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. you, can, you can go based off, uh, like, feeling um, instead of, uh, like, vision on if the car is getting loose or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only difference I would say. Um, I usually um, or I mostly use iRacing as a tool to kind of like make sure I can hold a line um, after, um, you know, a long period of laps. And then mm-hmm. also, um, you know, saving tires is, is a good uh, a good tool to, to be able to have. And then um, along with uh, reaction times, because, you know, I mean, um, if you if you're using a wheel then it's a lot easier to, to just keep reaction times up especially when you're racing with people um that's not ai so so you know avoiding wrecks and if if you see somebody you know messing up then then trying to figure out a way to to work around them and stuff like that but yeah um it's hard to it's hard to use i racing as a tool to to make sure you're um you know, able to able to feel a car out and stuff like that because you know you just you just don't have the the same aspects as you do in real life. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I haven't car in a long time, like racing wise, but mm-hmm. I used to do street stocks, and um, I remember it's like you were just born, but NASCAR two thousand three game for computer. Mm-hmm. I used to race that all the time, and the first time I got into a car, I was 14 years old, and I was like, wow, this is exactly like the video game, and then <laughs> I was going around, like, I, I was thinking that in turn one and two, and I got to three and four, and I was like, wait, if I crash, <laughs> you, There's no hurt. reset button on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. I mean, you one-up me, though. You were in a car Yes, that is correct. Eight years old. Wow. Yeah, they uh, we we started out early. Um, we we were at the Indianapolis Fairgrounds, and pretty much, um, I did like t-ball and basketball and soccer and stuff in my really early years of life. But, um, we were watching them, and I was like, you know what, I want to try this next. And I was seven at the time. It was in the in the summer of two thousand and seven, and so we got the car on my birthday. And then, yeah, it kind of just, it, it grew from there. That's pretty good. And you started with quarter midgets, correct? Yeah, yes, quarter midgets. And then um, INX Bandolero series. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those at all. but uh, uh, I've seen them race, but I've never yeah. been. Yeah, do, do you know what a mini cup is? No, I don't. No? Oh, uh, well, I was going to say they're pretty much like those, but you don't, you don't know what that is. So. <laughs> Are they like a cup series car? <laughs> Uh, I I wish that'd be awesome, but uh, they they're actually they're probably about like a quarter of the size of a Cup Series car, and they look exactly like it. And a lot of the kids mm. who race in those, they'll just replicate like Cup driver cars just because they're you know supposed to be like that. But um, anyways, after Bandoleros, I started racing Legends at twelve, and then I moved up to late models at thirteen. Okay, 
all in like the Midwest or did you travel around? Um, so we we did mostly the Midwest and then uh um and when I ran Bandoleros we did the summer shootout in North Carolina, which is a little bit more south. And then um mm-hmm. lay models I've raced in uh mostly the midwest and florida once um and then now in arca it's uh it's pretty much everywhere yeah do you um are you currently running uh so right now we had two arca races scheduled and then a truck race but i um moved away from my previous team and so at the moment we're discussing um my truck debut with a with a team so um okay i'm 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 part time as uh, at the moment, uh, just because at uh, at this time I'm funding myself, and so um, we just can't wow. afford to hit every race. So once uh, once we get more partners uh, financially, then we'll be able to to do more races than we have been. Wow! So sponsor sponsor <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Sponsors that like have been with you like through and through yet or um so back in uh late models we kind of uh got our first sponsor um but all those sponsors were more product so there was a company called um dog days and um we took our dog there when we'd go racing um so you know someone could could watch our dog and stuff and so um they uh they were kind of like all right we'll give you like you know a pretty big discount um if you like, you know, put like a smaller stick, a small sticker on, on the late model. And so we did that. And then, you know, so we had a bunch of like, um, product sponsors, I guess you could say, as far as, um, you know, actual, uh, money sponsors, we have gotten one, um, it was for my first two ARCA races and, uh, he's going to be on the, the truck for my, uh, debut. And oh, cool. that is, yeah, that is Adam Sporing out of Carmel, Indiana. He's a, he's a family friend. Uh, he went to high school with my mom and her sister and stuff, and he was like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna help you out. I kind of, I kind of built this business from nothing, and I see you're, you're kind of building this up from nothing. So I wanna, I wanna pass the, uh, you know, the torch on, I guess you could say. And so he's, he's been, he's been helping out a little bit here and there, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but it's more of a like an associate sponsor, I guess you could say. It's not really, um, you know, something that will will keep me in the seat, I guess you could say. Okay. I mean, I know sponsorship is huge in racing. Um, yeah. Who was the driver a couple of weeks ago? Who did that used car sales pitch? On that Twitter? was, um, I think it was Brendan Brown. I, yes, I want to say it was Brendan Brown. <laughs> Bro, I saw that and I wish I thought of it. I was so <laughs> I was, you know, I was happy that I saw it, but I was also upset I saw it because I wanted to be the first <laughs> to do that. But like, I was not, you know, my. My, I, I just, I wasn't innovative enough to think about that. And, but I got to give props to him for doing that because, I mean, he landed a sponsor from it. So that's awesome. But yeah, that, that was honestly hilarious. It was, it, it was, was I mean, I saw the video and I was like, I don't want to commit to a one minute long video right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hilarious. I watched it like three times. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, it put a smile on my face and a lot of other people's faces for sure. He, he, he did good on that one. That was pretty awesome, and I sh- I saw they showed it on the broadcast at the uh, Xfinity race, I believe. Oh, um, they did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I think NBC. <laughs> that's amazing. So something I didn't send to you in our notes about what we're going to talk about, but I 
mention to my friend that I want to talk to you about is your hair, man. Yes. You've got um, some Boris head hair. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> is, is this the interview or are we, are we, are we just chit-chatting right now? This is the interview. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, well, I didn't know, I didn't know if we were just chit-chatting or what, but so. No, um, I mean, we can, we can cut out anything you want to cut out. Don't, don't worry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so my <laughs> hair. Yeah. So I started growing out my hair when I was like 15. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I, I mean, I look young already, but I feel like I look even more younger with a uh, really short hair. And I, I Googled because I, I Googled you when you said Friday at 530. I was like, is he getting out of high school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's actually hilarious. I love that. Oh, he's 21. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm the same um, way, though. Like, I look super, super young. So I, I feel you. Yeah, but uh, so I started growing out when I was 15, and I was racing late models at the time. I actually got out of late models when I was 16, because uh, uh, at that time, my parents were, were funding me financially, and they, they just couldn't do it anymore. And then um, I was able to come up with a lump sum of money to, to do these ARCA and truck races. But um, anyway, so they, they always were like, Chris, cut your hair. You got to look apart. <laughs> like, you got to be clean cut, you know, yada, yada, yada. We can't approach sponsors, like, when you're looking like this, yada, yada, yada. And so before my Charlotte race, they got, um, they had all the drivers hop on a Zoom call, not at the same time that we, like, took turns, but it was with the, the broadcasters for, for the mm-hmm. race, and they were like, you know, give us a short rundown about you, what what you would like us to say if, if, if and when you're on um, TV and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, like, like my name's Chris Hacker, like born and raised from Noblesville, Indiana. Like I, I still work a nine to five job. I, I have brachial plexus injury. I've sent kids to this to this brachial plexus injury camp, you know, that, that can't afford it, yada yada yada. I said nothing about my hair. I get on TV <laughs> for about like I think a minute, minute thirty seconds, probably two minutes. All they talk about is my hair the whole time. And I was like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, I didn't even say to say that. But um, but yeah, bro, people are like loving the hair right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad people are loving it because now I can, you know, like kind of like put the put the sunglasses on and walk backwards away from my parents and be like, I told you so type stuff. Like, like don't even don't even come at me about my hair anymore. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. And <laughs> so, so it, it's kind of a, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but everybody's loving the hair. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to just keep it. I have two things I just thought of while you were talking about your hair. One, I'm turning 30 in a month and I'm losing my hair. So keep it going as long as you can. <laughs> Bro, honestly, that I've, I've been kind of thinking about that lately. I'm like, <laughs> what if like in like five years I start like, you know, getting like a receding hairline? I'm like, oh, I'd be like my career's over at that point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, you guys wear so many hats. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm going I'm to have to figure out a way around that some way or another. <laughs> Well, two, you're about to be like Haley Deegan, Natalie Decker, hair time before a race. <laughs> yes. I was, you know, I was thinking about that today, actually, about like, <laughs> like, like prepping my hair before races just for like interviews <laughs> and stuff. Like, like no joke. I was on my way home from picking up hero cards and like just in my head, I was like kind of staring off into space while I was driving home. And I was like, I was like, I almost need somebody to like, 
like make sure my hair is like on point the whole time just just in case like i go on like camera and stuff like that because like i don't want to be looking like a goof and stuff like because like my right? hair i can like control it sometimes but sometimes it just turns into like an absolute mess and so like i'm like you know what I'm, i might need to like figure that out and stuff so like me and you me and you have some of the some of the same ideas going on right here Dude, that's good. That's exactly why we're doing this podcast. We're like figuring this all out. <laughs> I'm loving it. Very funny guy, very witty. Like I felt I saw you on Twitter because somebody else liked a tweet and it brought up your account. I was like, this guy's awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see the Biggie Cheese tweet the other day? I did not see the Biggie Cheese. You did cheese. not? I, I tweeted out um Biggie Cheese. You know who Biggie Cheese is? Yeah. Yeah, from Barnyard. I tweeted yeah. out Biggie Cheese, and I was like, they call me Mr. Boombastic. And then one of my buddies, um, he's the one who makes my hero cards, actually, but he put my face on that. And I was like, and then I tweeted it again, but instead uh-huh. I tweeted it in, like, all caps just because I had my face on it. And, and like, everybody loved it. And, you know, memes will come in here and there with my face on them. And and <laughs> I just, I absolutely love it. It definitely puts a smile on my face to, to see. I mean, I'm always, I'm always resharing them all the time. That's it. I mean, if I come up with one, I'll definitely tag you in it. <laughs> Most definitely. Please do. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, something that my, my friend Allie, who is not really my good friend, but she is my best friend at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really curious about your injury. Yeah, so um, brachial plexus injury is is a nerve damage injury, and um, so what it I guess I'll I'll go off from how it can happen. So it can happen either from birth or major like accidents such as car wrecks. Um, mm-hmm. You know that can just uh, majorly damage your nervous system. Mine happened to be from birth. Um, long story short, I was too big of a baby, and and they had to pull me out. So pretty much in that process. They ripped three of the nerves that connect from my left arm to my uh, nervous system. And there's uh, four of them, I believe. Um, no. Yeah, there's four of them. There's C5, C6, C7, and C8. And those are like the medical terms on, on what you'd call them on the different nerve endings. And they mm-hmm. tore C5, C6, and they had scar tissue on C7. And so where that left me after birth is I can only move my fingertips. And what they kind of did is, is they Frankenstein me up a little bit. They took nerves out of my calves and my ankles and put them into my shoulder and my neck. And then what they did is they took the bottom nerve on my wrist and flipped it up onto the top end of my wrist. So I could have more range of movement, movement with my wrist. But, um, that was over, over three surgeries up until, um, the age of seven, and um so as of now i only have about 50 percent range of movement um with my left arm and along with having the lack of range of movement my muscle mass in my left arm is also really low uh mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm not using it as often as as you know like someone someone with a normal arm would um uh along with that though since the muscle mass is so low the muscle in the back of your shoulder is what kind of like holds uh, your shoulder into socket. And sometimes uh, my shoulder will pop in and out of socket if I'm like trying to like do push-ups or pull-ups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's not a mu- enough muscle to kind of like hold it there in place. Um, 
I've been hitting the gym a lot lately, so it hasn't happened as often. That was more of a problem when I was about, like, I want to say 16 or 17. Um, but, you know, like, a lot of people ask me, like, what it's like to have it, and it's hard to, it's hard to like, kind of compare it um, just because it's, it's something I've had since birth. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you just have to kind of adapt to your environment, I guess you can say, and, and figure out your own way of doing stuff. Are you right or left-handed? I am right-handed, and oh, okay, so that's good. funny story. Um, when I was fourteen, I broke my right finger, and that was when finals were going on, and I had a two a two finger splint, <laughs> and I had a computer class and then Spanish class. But Spanish class, there was like a written final for it, and so I walked up in there and I was like, "Yo, like my finger's broken." Like, what do you want me to do? So the computer teacher, she was the, she was like the first one before Spanish. And she was like, look, I'm just not going to give you a time limit. Okay. Like you can just take as much time as you need, but still like try to do your best. And I was like, okay, sweet. Thank you. I get to Spanish. And she was, she was like, she was kind of like a more like strict teacher. And she was like, Hmm, well, I mean, you, I don't know about this. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and can't lie. I was kind of a troublemaker in school, especially in that <laughs> Spanish class. Um, and so, like, she was definitely kind of giving me a hard time, but she was like, here, write your name with your left hand. And I did it, and, like, I got to R and Chris, and she was like, okay, you can stop now. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, see, I told you. And so, <laughs> so what they did is they had me, like, kind of, like, talk it out while someone else wrote it, which was which is pretty cool of them. But, but yeah, I was like, y'all definitely don't want me to try to write with my left hand. It, it will completely <laughs> look like chicken, str- chicken scratch. <laughs> See, I mean, writing with my dominant hand, that's exactly how it looks. I'll send you a picture of my notes I've got on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my handwriting now definitely, uh, like, looks like a doctor pretty much. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the only one who can read it, and sometimes I'm like, what did I write right there? Like, <laughs> is that even a word? <laughs> So what you're saying is you don't one-handed race like Dale Jr. on iRacing? So um, technically I do. Um, so both of my hands hold onto the wheel uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, but my right arm definitely does 100% of the work under green flag. Um, under cautions, I'll uh, hold the wheel still. I have enough strength to hold the wheel straight, um, just not turn it. So I'll hold the wheel still um, on the front stretch and the back stretch and stuff with my left arm and kind of like, you know, move my right arm out and, and give it a break for a second and stretch it out. Um, but yeah, under green flag, uh, my left arm is pretty much along for the ride, uh, holding onto the wheel at that point. So this is my bad as a podcast host. I had a bad Wi-Fi connection and I don't know if it's because of the rain in St. Pete lately or what's going on, but we did cut out a little bit of the interview on accident because there was nothing there. Uh, so Chris and I went from talking about driving with one or two arms to Legends Racing, and, uh, my bad guys, sorry about that, and, uh, here's the rest of the interview. I only raced Legends, I, was that what we were talking about? Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I only raced those for a year, and that was, uh, kind of when I realized that I wanted to make this more of a career instead of a hobby, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, what we did at that point is we figured out, you know, we need to start moving me up the ranks as quick as possible. So um, at 13, we looked into to racing late models and they have like some 13 or 14 year olds running late models now and like their limited late model series and uh, CRA. But 
at the time they're the only the youngest driver was probably about like 16 or 17 i believe and so yeah so what we did is we they were like um they had they had a an age requirement i believe of 15 at the time and so what we did is we wrote a letter to the director of cra and we were like hey this is who i am uh, this is what I do, and this is why we think you should allow me to race. And uh, thankfully, he accepted it, so um, that got us into late model racing. And then, uh, like I was saying earlier, I only did that for about three and a half years until, uh, you know, my my parents pretty much ran ran broke after that. Uh, and and so so yeah, I got out of the seat for a little bit, um, worked on the race cars at that point, and then now, thankfully, I'm I'm back in the seat. That's very someone ask. Like his parents double mortgaging his house, like their house to fund his racing career. Yeah, they were they went um they went pretty hard into debt, honestly, um, funding my racing career. And um at that point when they sat me down and, and pretty much told me, um, they almost my, my dad was my dad was ready to, um, to to get a second mortgage and everything, but then my mom was kinda like, We need to we need to we need to kind of like look at the realistic stuff here and so they didn't go as far as um as getting a second mortgage but they definitely had um multiple uh credit cards racked up for sure um you know they're 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 back out of it now they're they're on top of their feet so um you know i i really can't i really can't thank them enough for for everything they've done for me because they they definitely put themselves in a hole to to make my dreams come true yeah that's awesome i mean the fact so i was talking to my friends the other day and i told them you were coming on the podcasting like really like this dude has made it all the way to truck series that's pretty impressive yeah it, it's been a long uh it's been a long road to to get here and stuff but um you know nothing nothing is certain at this point um i only have enough money to fund myself for one more race which will be that truck debut and um, you know, it, it's going to suck if I, if I can't continue after that, but the way I think of it is, you know, maybe, maybe when I'm, when I'm 40 years old and I'm in a bar, I'll, I'll definitely have one hell of a story to tell some people. So, Absolutely. so it's, it's definitely a blessing just to, just to be able to experience what I have so far. Yeah. I mean, I've been to NASCAR races and just the environment, like a race day, like there's nothing and so I couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine being well, Yeah, it's a, it's pretty, it's pretty laid back, um, down in the pits as as a driver up until up until the race. I don't, I'm not one to to get anxiety and stuff, but, um, I'm pretty cool throughout the whole day. But once I, uh, uh, like you know, tighten my belts down on the grid, that's when I'm kind of like, all right, Chris, like make sure you start breathing normally and stuff like that. Like just nothing to worry about, yada yada yada, because um you know right now um if if we wreck you know that that it's going to cost a lot of money to fix it and that will definitely put a toll on on our future events as far as um being able to fund myself but um but yeah it's just it's just one of those things where you just got to tell yourself you know this is what you do this is this is what you came here to do and and just go at it uh, the best you can and then it, it pretty much turns out smoothly after that so this is a separate subject, but since you're only 21, and as we've talked about, I'm 29, I just went to my 10-year high school reunion. Um, because of my job that I have down here in Florida, 
went back up to Michigan, and everybody apparently loves me. I was not overly popular in high school. Yeah. How was it in high school? You know, no one's ever asked me that, and I'm kind of glad you did. Uh, so, <laughs> high school, um, I... It was it was in, it was a summer in between eighth grade and freshman year, and we actually had to sit down with the dean and explain to her, um, you know, what I do. Um, I wasn't homeschooled or anything like a lot of kids who race cars now are, but we we're like, there's going to be some days where I need to be out of school on a Thursday and Friday in case I'm racing like down in Florida on a Friday night. I need to be able to leave here on a Thursday morning type stuff. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, we showed her, like, a bunch of, um, like, proof, I guess you could say, that I race cars and stuff. Um, and she was like, all right, you know what? As long as you get the work that you're supposed to do on those days turned in before you leave, then, then yeah, you're, you're okay to leave. And so that was, very, that was very nice of her to allow that. But as far as, um, you know, friends-wise, um, you know, I didn't really connect with a lot of the people in school. Um, you know, in middle school is kind of where you make your friends that, that go into high school with you and, you know, running mm-hmm. late models in 13. That was, that was like, uh, that was like eighth grade, I believe, or, or a little bit after. Um, so, I mean, just being gone on the weekends and coming home during the week and to work on your race car after school, it didn't really allow me to have time to, you know, go down to the park and, and play basketball with people. So I didn't really have too many friends going into high school. And I wasn't really able to, you know, I had like acquaintances, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like you, I was never really popular. A lot of people were like, like race cars, like, like go do something cool. You know what I mean? Like not, not too many people yeah. from where I'm at, uh, you know, like NASCAR that much. But, um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I just kind of showed up, did my thing. And then, you know, I went home. Um, I, I, I really kept to myself and I really talked to too many people um my eighth grade science teacher she would always talk to me about races she'd be like when's your next race when's your next race and she actually still follows me on social media and she'll comment here and there and and she was she was probably one of my favorite teachers um but as far as now you know there's been a lot of people who like kind of came out of the woodworks that you know haven't talked to me in in you know months or years even and stuff like that um even since like you know junior year of high school and they've been like yo like this is awesome like congrats like like, this is so cool (laughs) and i'm just like where were you like back when i was like you know trying to get here and stuff like that but yeah you know, I mean, that, that stuff happens sometimes, you know, I get it. It does. It's, it's exciting, I guess you could say, for people to, like, say they went to school with, with, a, with a NASCAR driver or something like that. But, but yeah, a lot of people, like, were kind of just like, oh, all this kid does is, is just talk about NASCAR and, and do stuff with racing, like, how lame. And I'm just like, well, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's what it took to be able to get to, like, where I am now. And so, like, you know, you know a lot of kids don't don't have uh you know the work ethic um you could say that i had when i was um their age but but yeah i mean i'd i'd be out at the out at the racetrack every weekend and uh you know when i was a sophomore and stuff just working on race cars and others were kind of like going to movies or the carnival and stuff like that and so i i definitely lived a very different lifestyle than than a lot of my peers in school but um, you know, it was able to get me to where I'm at today for sure. Well, just wait till you go to your 10 year high school reunion. <laughs> I, I hope I'm able to, to pull up with, with a big old NASCAR, NASCAR trophy for sure. That, that is my dream. <laughs> I, hope you are too. 
So do you want to hear how I jumped into NASCAR? Like why I became like this big fan and everything like that and started racing. Yeah, of course. It was actually, it's actually a really horrible story. Um, I was 10 years old and my dad was like, I watch one NASCAR race a year. Like you guys are going to sit down here. We're in Northern Michigan. He's like, you guys are going to sit down here and watch this race with me. And I was like, I don't want to watch this race. Like, I don't care about racing or anything like that. It was the day Dale Earnhardt died. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, everything happened. We didn't know he had died, but we all went out to dinner that night with, like, some family friends. And it came on the screen that said Dale Earnhardt, 1949 to 2001. And the entire place went silent and this was a big restaurant yeah and so for the next three hours all i heard were dale earnhardt stories i was like wow this guy was really important like i should find out about him (laughs) i got a yeah i was like i got a dale earnhardt book the next weekend as we went back up north to our vacation place and i read through that book within a day and a half and i was just hooked on nascar you know it was i knew everything about it was the perfect book it had all the tracks had all the drivers and Dale's backstory, of course, but I feel bad that, like, I love racing that much because of that day happening, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's kind of cool, like, to connect with you now and, like, listen to Dale Jr.'s podcast and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but, like, along with a, a lot of things in life, you got to always think there's always good that, that come out from, from bad things. So this just happened to be, you know, one of those good things that came out of it. You were able to, to, to you know, get into racing and understand it and stuff like that. And, then, and now you're here doing this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't even a racing podcast. I'm really excited. I told my friends, I'm really excited that Chris is coming on because I want to get more into the racing industry. Like podcast wise and like this is your your interview is a big step right now and that's awesome (laughs) i'm really excited about it (laughs) so who's your favorite driver growing up um jeff gordon was my favorite growing up um i i never really knew why kind of like uh like when you were a child my dad uh always watched racing he he was like a local track driver but i didn't really know that when i first started getting in the seat but he always had NASCAR on every weekend and stuff like that. And so, you know, being one TV in the house, I'd, I'd sit in front of it and watch it. And that's how I kind of got into racing. And and I just, I grew a liking for Jeff Gordon. Um, I never really knew why, but I actually got the chance to meet him when I was 13. Oh, that's cool. I'm and, jealous. And yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, and the one thing that I, I took from it and, and kind of really made me like him even more is that you know, every every NASCAR driver will will make sure they they give you the time of day and stuff like that. But but Jeff, he kind of like made it where he wanted to talk to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't something that that was a burden to him or anything. Where he could he could just sit back and have a normal conversation with with anyone and everyone. And so so just him being so friendly and kind and stuff just kind of kind of made him my idol even more at that point. That's so cool. And so I'm actually looking in my closet right now because I'm standing by the window still. Mm. And uh, <laughs> the only NASCAR thing I have in my apartment is a Jeff Gordon fire suit that I used to wear to the Michigan Air National Speedway races. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, I have a, a storage unit um, over by my house, and you you ought to see all the Jeff Gordon stuff I have in there. It's 
it's boxes oh, on pictures. boxes on boxes. I'll I'll have to at some point. Um, yeah. Um, I actually have to run out there that they they just got a new um, they got like passed off to a different company, so I gotta go like resign the contract here soon. So I I have a reason to go out there anyways. But yeah, I'll definitely run up there and, and take some pictures for sure. Yeah, please do. And um, so I've got like two more things for you because I know you're busy. Um, so A, send me pictures. B, don't just blow me off of the track. You said NASCAR drivers are very nice. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm like, Chris man. Hacker, what up? You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, uh, uh, along with that social media stuff I was talking about earlier and, and everybody loved my hair, I went from um, just about a month ago to having – like 200 followers and now i'm at like 3200 or something like that and you know some of the people were like don't forget us and stuff like yada 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 and like um i still talk to like the people who were supporting me back when i was 13 running late models and stuff and and um a lot of people don't understand is is fans are what makes this sport go around um a long story short um you know in order for a driver to get a sponsor a sponsor needs a ROI and ROI is return on investment. And in order mm-hmm. to get a return on investment, they need viewers. And those viewers are the driver's fans. And so without, you know, without the, the fans, there's no ROI without the ROI. There's no sponsor without the sponsor. There's no driver. And so not only does it support drivers, but it also supports, you know, NASCAR because if they say had less drivers, it, it wouldn't be as competitive and stuff like that. And so like, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't understand how important the fans are. And, um, you know, I can't be blessed for all the fans that I've, I've been able to, to reach out to here lately. And, and, you know, I'm definitely gonna, gonna make sure that I'm, I'm always, always remembering all of them and especially, you know, the day ones for sure. Yeah. All right. I I do have two more things. Sorry. No, you're completely Um, fine. I don't want to waste your time. (laughs) You got to get to the storage unit. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, send me that court pictures. Um, so, autograph signing. I heard Richard Petty takes time to sign every autograph very neatly. Are you good at that? My autograph is not that good. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like a C, and then like half of an H, and then a little bit of like scribbles, and then it's a H, and then like kind of some scribbles. Um, it's definitely like unique. Um, but I, I, you know, they, I like, I believe like my generation, um, you know, like the year above me and the year below me was kind of like the last year to learn cursive and yeah, they taught us true. at a very young age. I want to say it was almost like fourth grade or fifth grade that they were teaching us cursive. And so I never, I can't, my full name's Christopher. I have no idea how to, how to spell out Christopher and cursive. I can, I can do Chris, <laughs> but but yeah, it's just I never really I never really learned cursive that much, and so I I never really took the time to sit down and actually write it out as you know Chris Hacker. But um, I do hand sign all all things that go out, hero cards. You know, um, if people want um, you know a T shirt to to send to my house and have me send it to them, then then yeah, I'll, I'll hand sign it. Um, a lot of drivers nowadays they kind of have it like printed on, I guess you could say. Um, hmm. 
but yeah, I'll spend about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day, um, just sitting here and, and at the table, just, you know, one after another, signing them, um, and getting that stuff done to, to be ready to send out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, my, mine is definitely not, not a pretty signature. I'll send you a picture of mine because I have the exact same problem as you and I are the same person. Mine is the <laughs> Long lost brother? Dude, yeah, we might be. I mean, I'm from Michigan, you're from Indiana, things, and I don't know. You know, it, something could have happened down the line. <laughs> but, um, oh, that was the other fun fact I have, is your birthday is my parents' anniversary. Oh, yeah? Yeah, November 15th, that, right? Awesome. Yep, November 15th. Um, but I can't sign Nicholas Cowan on my autographs, so I just do NC, and it's all scribbled. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that. That's kind of like how mine is, but um, if you if you DM me an address, I'll I'll be uh more than happy to send you out a hero card if you want. All right, and I'll send you an autograph too if you send me one. You know what? That that sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if I get enough money together, I'll I'll sponsor your truck or car, whatever you're driving that day, and try and get four of the ladies on there. You know that would that would be pretty awesome too. We we could definitely figure something out with that one. <laughs> All right, so last thing I have, and I've been, like, sitting on this one for, like, 10 minutes, um, something I find amazing about you, and like I said, I don't know you much from this, you know, just from this one-hour conversation is how I know you in our DMs for last week. You took on a lot, man, like, racing at 8. I saw you speaking at a brachial plexus injury, like, a dinner or something when you were 14. Mm. And now you're 21 and you're going through life. Like, I remember when I was 21, I don't know how you do this. Like, how did you have to grow up that quickly? And is it difficult for you, like, to connect with people your age or anything like that? Um. So, yeah, kind of like based off what I was saying earlier, my my I definitely didn't live the, the same lifestyle my peers did. Um, my my dad comes from a, a more traditional family, I guess. So, um, you know, he raised me, you know, if you work hard, um, it, it'll come to you and stuff like that. And so I realized that racing was kind of my dream um, in life or, or most definitely my dream in life. And so, um, you know, I kind of put 100% of my effort into it. And, um, you know, like a lot of kids my age, they're out partying and stuff, you know, you know getting wasted and, and all that stuff but i just you know you gotta you gotta sit back and you gotta you gotta think like like you know it's it's not there's more there's more to life if if you're able to work for it i guess you could say um mm-hmm. and so it, it's definitely it's it's been you know a struggle sometimes um you know because like i'll just find myself like you know, I'll, I'll catch myself thinking, you know, like, where, where's my, you know, where's my childhood? Where's my, you know, where's my early 20 years at? But, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of push myself back and I'm like, you know, I don't want to live that lifestyle because, you know, I'm able to live this lifestyle, I guess you could say, like, not, not only too many people can live this lifestyle, but very, yeah. very, very few can. And so, um, you know, I, I go back and forth and I'm like, oh, maybe we should go out like to the bar tonight, like with me and my girlfriend. And then I'm like, you know what? No, like that would be a terrible idea, actually. Like, like, let's not do that. And and so, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely it's it's a struggle sometimes. Uh, you know, I definitely had to grow up quick. 
um, maturely, I guess you could say. Um, but you know, it's definitely, it's definitely paid off in the long run because I mean, I mean, like I said, it's not too many people who can get to the situation where I'm at. And, um, you know, even if it doesn't go far, I'm definitely blessed to be here, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, like I was saying earlier, some days instead of, you know, being able to go to the park, I'd come home and I'd, I'd be welding on the late model and stuff like that. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, it definitely took a lot of growing up um, at an early age um, to, to be able to do it and, and you know, just just working a lot. Um, um, but, yeah. that That's pretty awesome, man. And, uh, A, if you come down to St. Petersburg, Florida in the off-season, I will take you to the bar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> how, far, how far is that from Pensacola? uh decently far decently far decently far yeah okay i mean if you want to come and hang out for the daytona 500 i'm definitely down how close are you to daytona uh about three hours three hours (laughs) i have a guest (laughs) air mattress though which you're much more than welcome to stay on i i will most definitely be down at the the daytona weekend for nascar next year um, okay, but there are races, late model races at Pensacola in the off season. Um, they call mm-hmm. it Speed Weeks. Um, but I was kind of, I was kind of thinking about that too. Um, I didn't know how close that was to you. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to to go out get some dinner and stuff like that. Maybe have a beer or two, and and definitely just hang out and chit chat. Only have a beer in the off season. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have my number. I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, how do you want people to follow you? Oh yeah, so my Instagram is Chris ha- or Chris underscore hacker, and then my Twitter is Chris hacker underscore. My Twitch that I stream on is Chris hacker underscore, and then my Facebook is Chris hacker motorsports, and my website is chrishackerracing.com. Dope. And thank you so much for doing this, man. Like I'm excited to post. I'm gonna re-listen and like edit it now. I'm excited about this. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for having me. And uh, be sure to send me the link. We can definitely add it to the media um, page on my website. So whenever people want to want to listen about me, they can they can find my podcast and, and definitely come across this one. I mean, you had horrible stories the entire time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I will definitely send you the link as soon as it's up, probably about two hours from now. And then um, I'll send you my address so you can send me an autograph. Sounds good. I appreciate your time, sir. All right, thank you so much, man. All right, have a good afternoon. You too, bro. Bye. So that was Chris Hacker, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver and NASCAR Arco Menard Series driver. Um, I think we are now best friends. Uh, He's got way better hair than I do, but it was awesome talking to him. He dealt with our connection issues um you know from florida to indiana and uh i really appreciate him being patient with that but awesome to talk to him i love talking racing i love hearing about racers stories because they're very very interesting and um he is a really cool person and we're all gonna go see him in pensacola um please listen to the podcast so we can sponsor his car or truck whatever he wants to do Thank you guys for listening to Four Ladies Podcast. Make sure you follow Chris on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. And uh, and yeah, thank you for listening to Four the Ladies. <laughs>